Next Chapter Podcasts. The 500. The 500. J.A.M. been walking us down through that 2012 edition, so it ain't nothing to new. Hundreds more to go and in need of a friend. The king of these four, Angelo, talking the 500 until the end. Talking the 500 until the end. With my man J.M. On the 500. Talking the 500 until the end. Street slide, This song rules, maybe it doesn't, who knows, because we're gonna talk about it. Backstreet Slide by Richard and Linda Thompson from their 82 record, Shoot Out the Lights. It's number 332 out of 500 on my podcast. The 500 with Josh Adam Myers. The Fleece Army, you guys rule. All right. Uh, big thanks to everybody that came out to the House of Comedy in Plano, Texas. Uh, to my opener, John, uh, you ruled all the girls at tight ends because uh, we spent a lot of time at that sports bar. Um, lots and lots of fun. Get the nachos. Bomb. Uh, but I've got a bunch of shows coming up. I'll be in Arizona next month. I'll be in Aspen, Colorado. I'll be in Austin, Texas. You can get all my tickets at joshadammyers.com and follow me. On all social media at Josh Adam Myers. All right, Richard and Linda Thompson. Um, you know, we did one of the records before. It was very medieval. It was a lot of fun. Uh, first time I'd ever heard of them. And uh, when I saw another one coming up, I was like, really? They have two records on the 500 greatest albums list? And they do. So what did I do? I brought back my best friend, Avery Pearson. Uh, you know Avery as the host of the 88 show uh he is one half of the comedy duo scout and avery uh where they're going to be doing a lot of live streaming at jam in the van and a digital series that's coming out in 2022 he's a father of two and he's my best friend and i love him to death and so i couldn't have had more fun doing a record that i could give a shit about Rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe to The 500 and listen free on all platforms or anywhere you get your pods. Like I said before, follow me at Josh Adam Myers on all social media. Go to joshadammyers.com for tickets. Patreon.com backslash The 500 to try to support this show. We need your help, guys, because uh, we're not making any money on this. And email the podcast at 500podcast at gmail.com. And uh, Crazy Evan runs a Facebook group and our website, which I love more than anything in the world. It might be the best website anybody has ever made. I mean it. It does not bring me any kind of disdain at all. The500podcast.com Well, here we go with number 332. Out of 500, shoot out the lights by Richard and Linda Thompson. Yes, yes, yes. Here's Avery Pearson. Richard and Linda, Linda. Linda Thompson, we are here again, one more time, 
for Richard and Linda. This is, this is, uh, all right. Well, my guest, uh, the one and only Avery Pearson, we brought him. He had nothing to do today except raise nine kids and, and, uh, and write songs for her about CTE and, and other forms of, of head injuries for only the most popular sports networks, NFL, cricket, and Splick It. Hello, Joshua. I'm back in your brain. <laughs> All right, you guys, how's the 500 been since I last left you? All right, we did Sprickety Sprockets by the Doodads. Oh, that was great. We had a lot of listener feedback. Did everyone get your Fleece Army sweatshirts? If you didn't, you got to click and subscribe. I'm in a hotel somewhere. No one in- does. No one does. Hey, All right. That's why you're on this episode. It didn't make a difference. Who All right. Oh, well, then hold on. Let me see how many followers I have on Instagram. And I'll tell you, I have 3,136 followers on Instagram. But also you follow 4,976. Well, you told me to start deleting people because it didn't look good. That's true. I did. You're like, you got to wait. You can't you can't follow more people than follow you. That's like that's basically being a social loser. Well, I like to get in your head. I mean, yeah, you're a complete piece of shit. And I do want to give a quick shout out to all my dickheads, all my Richard and Linda's, all my Lindy Lou's and my dickheads. <laughs> Everyone listening out there from my Rick and Linda's, my Linda Dick. All the dickheads out there that are tuned in to this episode. <laughs> there is one guy that does, uh, I forget his name. I'm, by the end of this podcast, I will shout you out because I know you're listening. And he, every, every like eight, eight to 14 months hits me up and it's just like, oh, I was listening to your episode again and you and Josh really killed it. And I'm just like, you know what? If we can literally reach one person. Yeah. Oh, dude. This, I know that guy. He wants to wear my skin. What? <laughs> he wants to murder me and wear my skin. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, dude, it's this is what's so crazy. I mean, we have the diehards. We have the diehard fleece army. They've been ranked. They've been spranked. Yeah. They've been spanked, dude. And they hate, and then you have the people that are mad right now that I'm talking in Oogle language again. Oh, they don't like the Oogle schmoogles? There's a few people that are like, you should read some of the Apple podcast reviews. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. But, but who is, is this guy? This yeah. guy I mean, he's, he doesn't know anything about music and he's speaking like Ned Flanders. I mean, doodly. <laughs> first of all, who is this guy? Good point. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Spot on. And he sounds like Ned Flanders. Sounds like a very intelligent listener to my mind. Hey, everybody. You ever listen to the radio and want to just translate gibberish? Well, that's what it's like listening to the 500 with Jugity Boogie, Agadoogity, Magoogoo. I mean, I don't know why anybody listens to this anymore. People like you. You're, you're, you're out. You have great guests. Who'd you just have? You just had the, uh, the, you just had the tour manager from Tool. Uh, you just had Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young Babysitter. Who else did you get on? I, you know, no, we we didn't have Crosby. We didn't have Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. We had and on. Oh, you had ampersand. <laughs> They're great. Ampersand's awesome, dude. I love ampersand. Yeah, no, ampersand. You know, just keeps going on and on and on, never stops. I love ampersand. You know, hey, I also want to give a quick shout out to your hotel room that gave you three throw pillows. How many of those have you wiped your butt on so far since you've been there? I haven't sat on that couch. Yeah, that's I'm a nice. I'm, okay. I'm in Plano, Plano, um, Texas. Oh, Plano. We're in Plano. My computer, my computer died on 
the like the moment I was just like I was like uh, leaving to come here and I shut the computer down and then it crashed. And then when I got here, I I set up my computer to have a sweet, you know, jerk session. And, and I couldn't because the computer wouldn't come on. If anyone's wondering what's life like on the road as a comedian, I'll, t- I'll tell you what it is. You get to your hotel room and it's basically a sprint to get your clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> but Avery, we've shared many a hotel rooms together. Oh my God, Josh, sometimes, uh, sometimes I will get, we'll share a hotel room and I'll get in there first. And somehow Josh is already naked before I've like opened up my eyes and turned the light on. Right. And he's standing there and then he didn't know. And then he does a bell end dingle dangle back and forth. And he's like, what? What? God, we're roommates. We're your, you're supposed to see me naked. And I'm like, there's only one roommate that you're ever supposed to see naked. And that's your wife or husband in your case. It, it, dude, it's the euphoria audience, dude. They're fluid. Oh, boy. They're gender fluid. Well, that's great. You, your audience has a crossover with euphoria. Just like this album. This album's gender fluid. Ooh, really good segue there. Wow. That was impressive. Yeah, let's get down to shooting the lights out. What a fuck. Hmm? I could talk to you like about anything but this record for uh, this is the only time I get with you. No, <laughs> listen. No, that's absolutely not true. There's also I call you when I'm on, driving my son to school and when I've dropped my son off from school. I actually speak to you more than anybody. And here's why, because sometimes I got to drive to point A to point B and I don't want to listen to shoot the lights out with Richard and Linda Thompson. So I call you. This is probably uh, a good record for you to listen to on those drives because it's it's you're into epic quests and <laughs> mythical journeys. You know, again, all my dickheads out there and Lindy Lou's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, will say, I, I did do my research on this, Josh. I do come to the 500 prepared. More than I am probably for this one right now. What? You didn't do a deep dive into Dickie and Lindy? <laughs> I've listened to the record three times. Okay. Um, I'm in a, I'm in a, and, and Adam knows this. I'm in, I'm full on Allison Chains right now. Like I cannot stop listening to Allison Chains. They've become one of my favorite bands of all time. I'm listening to their acoustic. I'm listening to their, their to facelift. I'm listening to dirt. I'm listening to jar of Fla- everything. Yeah. Well, and this is like, yeah. And then I'm at the gym, like ready to pump, and I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta listen to. I'm walking on the line. <laughs> I'm walking on the line. Well, you went from Alice in Chains to Richard and Linda in divorce. I mean, this album is a an emotional <laughs> roller coaster, and it's really horrible. Like the way that they do it, like. You can tell this whole relationship was only about the dick, only about dickhead, you know, like he sets it up and, and first of all, don't renege on our love. So he's already like using, he thinks he's using like, uh, this was in the nineties, right? This album. So he's using what the kids, what the kids say, don't renege. Do you remember when that was a thing in the nineties? You do, right? Adam does. And so he throws out the number one song and, and they, and he bakes it all about himself. And then you hear the breakup. And then, and then we spend one, two, six songs, which by the way, I can't wait till we get to Backstreet Slide. Holy shit. Are we going to have a ball with that one? Did you listen to Backstreet? The Backstreet Slide. Hey, hey, there's a woman with a stone in her eye. It's a Backstreet Slide. I mean, what a fucking horrible song. And then 
And then by the end of it, they give Linda one little quick song. She's like, I'm actually an emotional, intelligent person. He's, and then he comes back with Wall of Death. You know, there's not there. He is. This is a, I know why they got divorced without meeting the man. There's a there's a solo where he's basically crying to himself. I mean, this is a dickhead. This is so, I don't know him. Yeah, right. So, Adam. Am I right? right? Yeah. Not only are you right, but if you look yeah. at the album cover, like he just kind of like has a face you want to touch <laughs> in that album cover. You know what I mean? Where, yeah, where is she? I love the album cover. I haven't, I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. Look at him, dude. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Avery. That, it's all about him. You, you every day that. around 9 p.m. <laughs> that's me every day around 9 a.m., dude. I'm exhausted right now. What time is it? It is. 8.45, I've been up for three hours, I want to kill myself. I'm actually, what is, what is it? I'm walking on a line. This album, wow, Man in Need, that's what he starts with. And can I tell you something? I did a little research. She was pregnant when he wrote all this shit. What a fuck. Holy. And then he makes her sing on all of his like, I need to be free here. I'm walking the streets and I having sex with prostitutes. I'm a man in need. Just the motion. She I mean, this is like he's like, don't renege on our love. So he's already accusing her. Then they're walking on a wire. She's like, at least sing with me a little bit. He's like, OK, but I'm getting this first verse. She's like, OK, whatever you say, I'll just carry this baby for you. Then just the motion. I mean, we know what that's about. He finally breaks breaks free he's a man in need what was it oh god yeah adam we should we should do i mean are we gonna walk through this album because honestly we'll, it's, we'll it's fantastic I, I, I do want to say i do want to say really quickly about this album what is the cool the, the really cool thing about this album and i i'm not i'm not making a joke it's an album there's a journey and that is gone these days you can't even do it. They do like strategic releases where you get one song and then two months later you get two songs. And it's bullshit. It's all about like consumption. But I will give it up to Richard and Linda that give us the full emotional journey, chronological roller coaster of the breakup of their marriage. So I do, you know, we get a little background as of, you know, all those little dickheads out there, right? Yeah. So, Anyways, so I, all right, so to, to all the the police army out there, the reason that Avery's back on the podcast is not that he's a huge fan of this record, is that I think it was early on, within the first you know six months of doing the show, I had you on for Richard and Linda Thompson. Uh, what was the album again, Adam? Looking it up now. Oh God, <laughs> we gotta be prepped with this, bro. It was in utero. Was it in utero? No. It was. Here, I did go to Josh. I go, Josh, you know, I really think that I could, you know, maybe Californication or maybe, you know, hold me off and let it be. And he's, he goes to me, dude, you're not doing let it. I'm going to get Paul McCartney to do let it be. Not you, Kakokis. That's for I all want, the yeah, well, I mean, I got Joel McHale. Yeah. It was, I want, uh, to, I want to see the bright lights tonight. 471. Yeah, 471. Yes. Uh, I want to I want to see the bright lights tonight. It was like Tolkien, J.R. Tolkien music, like a little bit of skew of like Jethro Tull. Very yeah, dude, every song was yeah. It was a lot of it was a jug album. Definitely jugtastic. We we did that. It was, you know, it was, a, I actually enjoyed that record. I think there was a lot that we both enjoyed. Mm -hmm. um, it was very, very depressing at certain parts. Yep. And, you know, so when we came back for this one and we were looking for a guest, um, we asked about 14 people. 
they all said no. They all said who was Richard and Linda. And then we and then I said I said well we just need this recorded. Oh. So see if um, we can put the kids in daycare for an hour. My parents are literally watching my children right now. Yeah, dude, you're in Avery has three homes. <laughs> Three homes, eight cars, ten couches, two kids, <laughs> zero career. <laughs> That's not true. I'm doing great. You're killing it. You're You're in there. Tell the audience how you built me. Uh, I, I I saw him as a as a sound guy at the Hollywood Improv uh, with a uh, where he <laughs> dressed like a like a sociology professor at a junior college. <laughs> I was into patchwear at the time. And I said, I walked up and I go, hey, we're friends. No, no, you didn't. You said, we're best friends. Let's go. And I was literally working and I was like, I can't go anywhere. And that's literally what our relationship is like. Because he's just like, all right, we're going to go do this. I'm like, I can't do that. I have four kids. I, I, we're I going like, to Cancun. Oh, we're going. Oh, we're going to Cancun. All right. Bye, honey. I got a work trip. I got to go. It's, honey, I'm, sorry. I've got to, I got to go. I got to go to Cancun to play on one song. I got to go learn Lady by Sticks for uh, Hannah Einbinder. And I'm Bizzle. That was so, great, by the way. Neither was... of us knew who Richard or Linda Thompson were. I, well, I always say this. The funniest story um, that I might have ever told was, so I, we're friends with Kevin Nealon. Mm-hmm. And uh, this album was coming up on the podcast. And not this one, the the, the first one. When, uh, shoot the lights out. Or not shoot the lights out. When, see the bright lights, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm on Kevin Nealon's Instagram, Avery. And there's a picture with him and Linda Thompson. And I'm like, oh my God, Kevin Nealon knows Linda Thompson. I'm going to ask if he can get her to be a guest on the podcast. Yeah. So Kevin being the nice guy that he is starts reaching out and like going and he's like trying to get her to do the podcast. (laughs) And then finally I'm like, after like a month, you know, he's like, dude, I don't know. She's really busy. And I'm like, tell her, I mean, tell her where her album's on the list. Like we love her. And he's like, okay. And then he comes back and he goes, she doesn't know what you're talking about, like her album. And then I'm like, wait, hold on for a second. And then I realize it's a different Linda Thompson. <laughs> it's, uh, there's another Linda Thompson that like dated Elvis and was like this famous model. Oh. Not confused with the dickheads uh, <laughs> with the Richard and Linda Thompson. So that happens. You come on. We have a great time, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Um, and so when this one was coming up, I, I didn't trust me. You were, you were honestly, were probably the first person I thought. Cause I was just like, I was like, I think that would be funnier just to do and more fun to do a continuation just of it mm-hmm. being that if not, we're just going to get somebody that's like, you know, well, the, the record was written in 19 and you're like, okay, dude, just 82. chill out with your 82. Swing. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or were nothing more than a one hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. 
tag team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. So I don't know anything about Richard Lynn Thompson, nor do I think we covered it in the first one. So we have a little spiel here. So Richard is born in London in 49. He grew up with the typical rock and roll influences of the time, as well as his father's jazz and traditional Scottish music collection. That makes sense. At the age of 18, he co-founded a folk group uh, called Fairport Convention. They're a cover band at first, but Richard desired to do more. And his songwriting ability grew was on display over their next four records when Thompson left the band in early 71. On his decision to leave the band, I left Fairport as a gut reaction and didn't know what I was doing except writing. I was writing stuff and seemed interesting, and I thought it would be fun to make a record. And at the same time, in 1771, I was doing a lot of session work as a way of avoiding serious ideas about a career. So he puts out his first solo record in 72, uh, and... Among the musicians on the record was Linda Peters. Guess oh, who she's going to become? The other Linda Thompson? Yeah, dude. Uh, while the album was poorly received, a relationship between him and Linda began, and they married in 72. She became, she became the front woman for the group. They released their first album, which is the one we did, I Want to See the Bright Lights Tonight, in 74. Uh, <laughs> this is stupid. That release was held up by a gas shortage. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. About that. Fucking Jimmy Carter. <laughs> and they recorded two more albums together before Dick decided to take a break from the music business. Uh, the couple came, Oh, this is great ego. The couple became part of Sufi Islam, aka Sufism. Perfect. Uh, and they uh blah 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 blah. They moved to a Sufi community in 75. Richard began involved or became involved in music again in 77 and then that's when they started making their first post break record first light didn't go well Uh oh. didn't sell but it was well received and then their 79 release suny vista or sunny vista and similar results and record found themselves without a record contract until oh. here you go jerry, jerry Rapper. Rapper. Jerry Rafferty, you know who he is. He's, you know, uh, oh yeah. So they need who? Uh, so Jerry needed a supporting act for his 1980 tour and knew Richard from his days as a session player. Baker Street. Yeah. So Rafferty offered to finance the recording of a new record, which he thought he would recoup the money after assigned uh, by a record label. No record labels wanted it, and Rafferty never made his money back. Also, here you go. Thomas mm-hmm. and Rafferty had a falling out due to Richard having sex with Jerry Rafferty's daughter and oh. mother at the same time. No. No, I made that up. Oh. Um, <laughs> Thomas and Rafferty had a falling out due to Richard not being happy with how the mixing process went in favor of a more spontaneous approach to recording versus Rafferty's 
time-consuming perfectionist approach. Copies of the tapes of the Rafferty sponsored sessions have subsequently become available as a bootleg under the titles Rafferty's Balzac and Richard's Dickhead. <laughs> I made that up. Rafferty's Folly and Before Joe Could Pull the Trigger. And then check this. A year later, this is where it gets good, Abe. Huh? American producer Joe Boyd signed them to his small Hannibal label, leaving us with today's record. Hannibal Boy, Burris. Hannibal Burris. <laughs> hey, yo, uh, Richard. <laughs> you, you know, Bill Cosby used to drug women. <laughs> He's like, I did it with him. I did it with him. Uh, and so that's how we get it. And uh, and that's the record. Oh, wait, here, we have a little thing. We don't have it. Well, let's, let's, talk no, about what we, oh. let's talk about what we just talked about. All right. I can't believe that he had a threesome with the daughter and the mom. That is horrible. So obviously, so this record's coming off of a a break mm. between, you know, the first record. They they get more spiritual, they get more religious. I don't know what can you find out, Adam, what the Sunni is? Sufi, not Sunni. Sufi, Sufi yeah. Can you find out what Sufi is for us and like what they stand for? I like maybe that'll help influence what this record was about. This is a stadium in uh, Los Angeles. SoFi, is, dude. Yeah. SoFi. Okay, so the de definition here on Britannica.com. Sufism, mystical Islam belief and practice in which Muslims seek to find the truth of divine love and knowledge through direct personal experience of God. The Sufis are, are also generally known as the poor Fukara, plural of the Ar Arabic. Yeah, I'm going way too deep on this. So, Though the roots of Islamic mysticism formerly were supposed to have stemmed from various non-Islamic sources in ancient Europe and even India, it now seems established that the movement grew out of early Islamic asceticism that developed as a counterweight. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. You got the gist of it. So they're weirdos. Got it. It's like the... I would say probably like the hippie version of Islam is what it sounds like. How do you spell Sufi? I just want to see what it, Oh, Adam, can you just show a picture of what these people like dress like? Just so I can gotcha. judge them based on the way they look. Sure. That's how we do things nowadays. Yep. Um, okay. So, Josh, so how do you feel about that? Why, do you, why, do you, why are we talking about that? No, I, I just wanted you're to know all, if... You're all third eye open. You're third eye blind open. I wanted to, I wanted to see if this was like... Um, you know, helped influence, I think, what the music was. Because, like, the first record that we did is, you know, it's like I said, it's like a mythical quest. Every song is Old English. It's very, you know, the potter and cutter of man. <laughs> All right, so here's a little spiel on this record. Uh, this is the final album by Richard and Linda. This is six record. Released uh, March 15th, 1982, recorded in London in 81. Uh, it was done in a matter of days during uh, when they had money, uh, they put aside for a tour of the United States. Six songs were re-recorded from, from the Rafferty sessions that were written the previous summer. Two songs were written and recorded. Linda was several months pregnant, like you said, during the recording process. So a release and tour weren't going to happen immediately, especially because breathing problems that occurred from her pregnancy also meant that she could not sing the lead part on some of these songs as she had done on the demo tapes. True, because you, you know what? It's like you almost feel like Richard is like the lead singer uh, throughout the majority of this record, it feels like. By the time the album was released, their marriage was... Absolved. Over, yes. 
As an interim measure, Richard Thompson agreed to a short five-day low-key solo tour to the U.S. This tour was set up by Nancy Covey, the concert director from McCabe's Guitar Shop in Santa Monica. I don't know why that's in there. Well, it's because she was like, I'll set up a tour for you. I know how to do it. I know several venues in Los Angeles. It was during this tour that Thompson and Covey developed an intimate relationship. Uh Uh-oh. They later married in 85. And during that month, Richard and Linda Thompson separated the duo, went out with a bang, though, with this being their best-selling album and widely considered their best overall. And it sold 18 copies. <laughs> now, it was ranked number ninth on uh, Rolling Stone Magazine's top 100 albums of the 1980s. Uh, didn't make the Billboard's charts, but it was their best-selling album in America. Um, what week are we on? What is this in the top 500? This is number 332. That sounds about right. So I think, Avery, you kind of said it at the beginning. Uh, a lot of the themes of this record, because uh, a lot of people, from what Adam wrote, consider this album to be a narrative of their divorce. Yeah. But broken relationships was something they always wrote about. Um, and Richard had said, I know people call Shoot Out the Lights a breakup record, but I can honestly say that it was never the intention. I don't think so. I think it's like, I mean, don't renege on our love, wall of death. The hell I mean, is he talking about? It's literally, a, it's a chronological journey of a, their breakup. And it gets to a point where he's hanging out with like homeless people that have missing eyeballs and peg legs. Like there's, this is a very specifically a breakup album. And I, I can't believe he doesn't even like acknowledge that. It's <laughs> insane. It's like, we never broke up. You, I don't remember breaking up. I left. I walked away. It's I went like- for a walk on the wild side. Was that a breakup? I married someone else. Was that a breakup? I don't know. It's like NWA being like, fuck the police is about the firemen. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? In utero is about, it's it's about. It's more out utero. It's more about utero. Yeah. Um, I mean. Judging hey by- Jude is about, actually, hello, Brenda. It's a totally, it's not even hey Jude. That's what you don't understand. You it should about? be hey dude i finally <laughs> watched, i finally finished that movie uh, that's great it hey. was it was okay yeah oh so, uh, so so here you go so richard says about this uh he says they were all written before the breakup so people can think whatever they want linda said fuck him he's lying a hundred percent he wrote these songs about our breakup he's hell a yeah linda he's hold up he's a miserable cunt and i want half of his money is that true you know what? Because I would believe after after him saying that, I would be if I was Linda. I go, I was pregnant with your kid, and you think that album? It's literally like I looked through all the lyrics. I like scrolled through as, and it's just like we're gonna break up. He's like, he's like, don't don't be mad at me. Don't our love is pure. And she's like, what are you talking about? You're never ever ever here i feel like our love is walking on a wire and he's like oh here's a guitar solo about me crying about this you better stop reneging yeah about about you bitching and then i'm a man and then then he goes on to after the big breakup man i'm a man in need okay so i have needs i know that you're at home with our child and you're up every single night and that baby is like tearing your nipples apart but i want to tear some nipples apart you get what i'm saying and then the dickhead goes now he's now another song called just the motion i mean 
let's do um okay you know what we, we should listen we should listen to like a couple of these songs so let me take a journey here all right adam let, let's do don't renege our love just give a little taste of it and and i'm gonna walk through this album about how bullshit richard so he's accusing her right off the bat right off the fucking bat he's like you're fucking a crazy woman. By the way, guess who's a feminist over here? You are a crazy woman. And by the way, just remember this whole ride, she's pregnant with his baby. Hit it. <laughs> and she's like, ah, God, my feet are swollen. I can't fucking sleep. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm pregnant. She's like, oh God, my boobs are getting bigger. I stopped bleeding out of my vagina once every month. I got, okay, okay, what is it? What, is, what do you want to have? The umbilical cord? Because that thing is fucking starting to grow. I am gas. Okay, all right, all right. So this is Renee. Okay, then, then he, she's like, um, um, Richard, would you mind if I just get one song in? And he's like, oh, oh, God, fine woman. All right. And now hit Walking on a Wire, which is one of the better songs on the album. My and chain. She's like communicating with me. And he's like, trying to fuck bitches. <laughs> and, he, oh, and he's like, well, all right, if you're going to get a song, I'm harmonizing on it. And she's like, it's not really about you. This. And, she's, and then he's like, I know this is your song, but I'm about to rip a huge solo on it. Here we go. So she's still going down on him. <laughs> That's still My happening. With this baby. She's like, oh, oh, God, go I've got fucking diarrhea. <laughs> so he, he usurps the song, right? She's like, uh, she's like, I have a beautiful metaphor for our love. I feel like I'm a tightrope walker and the world around I will tumble if we do not walk together and hold hands. And he's like, shut the fuck up. Here comes a solo. <laughs> Here's something that's going to blow your mind, Abe. This is going to blow your mind. Richard wrote the lyrics to this song. Really? Yeah, Richard. It says, uh, he, bearing in mind that Richard... All right, so Walking Wire is more about resignation than anger uh, and more about regrets than recriminations. Uh, Richard wrote the lyrics for Linda to sing. It's hard to know whose perspective oh. is represented by the lines like, I wish that I could please you tonight and I hand you my ball and chain and you just hand right. me that same old refrain. I mean, right. that's, that's him being like leaning over in the bed kind of hard, rubbing it against her butt cheeks. Like, Come on, Linda, let's do <laughs> give, me a little, give me a little 1974 love. You know, <laughs> you're mostly bush. Listen you know, to let, me. let me get all Sufi in your koofy. <laughs> oh, and then to talk, okay, that's even better than, the, than what I thought because he gives her a song and then writes the words for her to sing. That's that's even fucking better. Even yeah. better. All right, let's move on to when he says, now, now it's all about me. Hit, hit yeah. man in need. Okay, so remember, the last song was the most beautiful song about how their their relationship is frail as walking a tightrope. Magic, it's real. Yep, here we go. And then he says, 
Deuces. I'm a man in need. I got a dick to feed. Come on, pretty baby. Do you want my gravy? If you don't get it, girl, just forget it. I'm a man in need with your swollen feet. I got a second trimester thinking the baby's name should be Lester. You're a man in need. All right. All right. So- it should be called, I need some freshness. Oh, I need some strange, need some fresh sniz. Come on, I'm going insane. Fresh sniz. Come on, I need some strange. All right. And now hit now hit just now. Now now just to confirm that the next song is called Just the Motion. Here we go. Oh, one last mind is confused and you can't seem to speak and he's like i'm gonna fall asleep if you keep saying that. i'm, I'm oh, he's like one last squeeze yeah like you can sit here we can i mean we can make fun of all this as much as you want which we'll keep doing but dude i, I you gotta give it up for them man i mean they know yeah. how to play good so that's why 100%. you're percent you're perfect for this record because this is like that pussy uh, lame shit that you listen to. <laughs> this is this is the song that sprung 98 degrees, you know? Like, this, is... <laughs> this is what you listen on the way to like oh, yeah, taking, your kid to, taking your kid to cello practice. <laughs> Actually, we're letting him choose what instrument we're, we're, we're offering them in front of him and we're letting him walk to the instrument. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk and I'm the host of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Hey there, I'm Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks With Johnny, streaming everywhere now. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. All right, hit, out, hit on Shoot at the Lights. This is the title album. This is it. We're here. Yeah, dude. It's a great song. I mean, this is like. Q Magazine placed this song at 99 in its list of 100 greatest guitar tracks. Yeah. Um, I know we're talking, they think this album is about divorce. I know we think this is about really super like heavy stuff in the relationship. This mm-hmm. one way fucking left field. 
written as a reaction to the Russians' 1979 invasion of Afghanistan. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. It transformed into a menacing cinematic character study of a murderer who stalks the nighttime city lights. And some say this track has been called a crowning achievement of Richard Thompson's career. Uh, you know what? I, I'll be honest with you. It's definitely it's, out of everything that we listen to. It's a great song, to, yeah. Out of everything we listened to in those two albums, Abe, this is the, besides uh, the opening track to I Want to See the Bright Lights Tonight, this yeah. is the other song that I would say is the most easily accessible. Like yeah. you can see this being on, you know, not 98 Rock, but like 94.7, the, uh, the- This could be on a movie. Like there, there's, it's good. Here, play a little bit yeah. more of it. Let's yeah, it could open a movie, definitely. Yeah, I will say that they, this is like, I was just saying this, I know I'm about to like stir a pot here, but just where's, like, where's rock? Where, what are great rock bands right now? You know, like the, the to have like the time, like to let music sit, to have an album that tells a story, like that's great. Like, it's just so awesome. You know, I think the only way you can do that now is to do like a, like I, that, like do a special to do like an hour where someone knows they're going to sit down and do like, that's the new, that's what an album is, you know, where you can like tell a story, but you can't get it anymore. You know, it's like, there's certain things I know you're going to laugh at me, but Tim mentioned put out a rock album that's about him leaving LA and it's, it's so good, but you don't, you know, there's just not a lot of that anymore. It, it kind of sucks. Anyways, uh, this, this album, th this song breathes and you, and you can enjoy the fucking audio files out there love it you know sonically it's it's really strong you put the something where you can put it on loud speakers and it's not like destroying your bass it's just like really great rock and roll you know it's awesome yeah yeah, yeah for sure now um, for a left turn uh, i want to put on the next song called backstreet slide yeah put on backstreet slide yeah, yeah so we just left hold on hold on we just left one of the greatest rock songs of all time one of the greatest solos, 99 out of 100. I mean, interesting spot, but... Still top 100. Still top 100, right? You're not 101. So and what about song 101? Poor guy, right? He's not even Dickie Lindy. All right, so now we just went from the, one of the greatest rock songs of all time to... Let it rain. I mean, this the lyrics are insane. Here we go. What? She got no. This is like Richard and Linda Thompson hip hop. This is them trying to be like the LL Cool J's of, of the Pope, uh, J.R. Tolkien. Dude. What the fuck was that song? The, the called the Backstreet Slide. Okay, stab you in the back, missing an eye. It's the Backstreet Slide. 
Uh, so this is a character sketch portraying women uh, who have little else to do but spread slanderous gossip about anyone who flies through their finely attuned radar screens. Gate mouth woman leaning on the fences. She's got no teeth, but she's got no senses. You don't need much intelligence. Richard is coming in with the heat. Well, this song is actually now called Fuck the Haters. You know, like. Fuck and the haters. Don't be a data. Hey, see you later. Alligator coming on through. Hey, you're a Jew. Buffalo shoe. And I'm putting on two. So, but it's only women he's he's mad at. And do you want to know why he's mad at women? Because women just listened to the first five tracks of his album and went, she was pregnant. What were you doing? Getting on a train, man in need, just the motion, fuck me on a wire. Yeah. Yeah, Richard. Yeah, you didn't act appropriately. Okay, let's move on to did she jump or was she pushed? <laughs> he was there one minute. This sounds like typical Richard Cliff Thompson. Yeah. Uh, who wants to see the bright lights tonight? Yeah. Lying in a pool of herself with a twisted neck. Oh. Just depressing. Oh, she fell from the roof to the ground. There was glass lying all around. Reminder, this is a woman singing about suicide or murder who is pregnant. Okay, continue. Can you imagine Richard like the first time he heard it and she's like, I got this, she's like, I got this great song. And he's like, all right, what is it? And then she's just like, did you push me or did I jump? You dickhead. And he's like, I got a great solo for this. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Jump while you push. But I'm going to put it in your tush. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to Wall of Death. <laughs> we don't want to know what, what Richard said. Oh. About this. oh, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, go ahead. Richard said, fuck the haters. Get money. <laughs> Check out these grills I got. They're diamond encrusted. Hit up Wall of Death. Richard wouldn't be like, it's not, he'd be like, it's not about a failed marriage. It's about a roller coaster ride that we took called the Wall of Death. Well, what did you think it was about? Oh, you thought it was about a, spo a stolen marriage and the baby what I, that I was shredding in front of? No. It's, this is about, okay. This is about, uh, it's deceptively lighthearted. Mm -hmm. yeah. to a carnival ride that acts in the song as a metaphor for an entire approach to life. Boom. Called the it. natural desire of a young person to experience the essence of life tends to lead the youth to court risk and tempt fate. In this case, to experience the most dangerous carnival ride available, the wall of death. So I was actually right about that? 
Guys, welcome to the 500 with Avery Pierce, and we're exploring yeah, the next good. 200 good. albums. No, no, no. I don't want to. We got a run of shit albums coming up. Dude. What do you got next? No, we actually, the next one is uh, Beatles Help. So we just finished a run of, we'll say, mediocre or less. Wait a minute. I The next, if I came on next week, it would be Help, and I got Dickie and Lindy? Who do you have for Help? Who do you have for Help? We don't have Help. You're Dickhead. You're Dickhead. Who do you have for Help? Uh, Ringo. Uh, not Ringo Starr, Ringo Jenkins. He's a <laughs> door guy over at the improv. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's from uh, Liverpool. Know, so, yeah. We'll have somebody, maybe like Weird Al Yankovic or something. Mm, all right. Well, you had Ave, Weird Al Avery. All right. Well, listen, Wall of Death. I can't believe I actually just called it. That is fucking wild. Good for me. You really did a good job. You've done your research. Yeah. You've, you've done every single thing you were supposed to do for this record. Yep. I uh, did it. All right, so some random facts. So uh, we have talked about I want to see the bright lights tonight with you back at 471. Mm -hmm. uh, and, this is, and this is something I wanted to talk about. Neither album made the cut in the 2020 re-rank. Yeah. And this is going to be the last time we talk about Dick and Linda on wow. the 500. See, this is the problem with yeah. the list mm -hmm. is, is I've never heard either one of these records. And you're telling me that both of these records are better are, are than, than Tears for Fears fucking yeah. songs from the, what is it, songs from the big chair or whatever? Is live is live on this? Leighton Crush is that album? That's great. Remember, really? the, remember, remember we, I think we talked about this last time. Let's, let's do a quick shout out to live that album. That album is unbelievable. It's so good. It's so good. I talked about it on my friend's podcast, uh, uh, Tom Takar and uh, and Tom McNamara. I can't think of it. It's called uh, Tom and Tom. Uh, but we 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 broke down why that band rules. Um, and what did you what did you end up with? Why do they rule? It's songwriting, the production. It's dude. We so had cool. the producer Jerry Harrison on the podcast. He's in the Talking Heads. Really? And and we had him on. And I mean, we did like fifteen minutes on the record where he said he it's the album he's the most proud of making. Yeah. And what did he say? Like, what was it like making? Like, what did he say? He said it was like it all came together. The songwriting, the the sound of the record, they let him experiment. And and he just he says it's it's the best sounding record he's ever produced. It's crazy that that's not on this five. Because, you know, there's a new 500. It's insane that that's not on this five hundred. Oh, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Bow, I, I don't, but this is what I'm saying is that like. They have two records that are on this list and and you're like i mean there's so many other records that deserve this i, I just uh, i look I, I always appreciate the fact that you've got you know these artists that we've never heard of and we're experimenting experiencing them but i don't know man i mean it, it's it's a good record Maybe it's the story. Maybe there's more to it. Adam, is there more to it that we're just not seeing? I mean, for, for this, for these albums not being on the re-rank, you mean? No, just being on the list. I think with the, when you look like, you've said it in the past on the show, on this show, the 2012 list was still done by a bunch of white guys still evaluating the music where 2020 had a lot more of the hip hop factor into the rankings. Yeah. And 
these albums for you know even though they're good you know they're just not making the cut in 2020 anymore like it's this kind of music isn't you know other than shoot out the lights i don't hear any of these songs like being played on a station it's not supposed to be played on you know what i mean no completely here's some nice uh album reviews uh friend of the segment robert chris gow said these are powerfully double-edged metaphors for the marriage struggle uh so it got it got very positive reviews nasty reviews American producer Joe Boyd said of Thompson's talents, he can imitate almost any style and often does, but it's instantly identifiable. In this play, in his playing, you can hear the evocation of the Scottish Piper's drone and the melody of the can- chanter, as well as echoes of Barney Kessel's, what is this? And James Burton's guitars and Jerry Lewis. It's, he's like, he's- I just- People like do these deep dives and like they 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 like drop these. It's like just listen to the music. What are you talking? What what are you talking about? It's so subjective. Oh, he played a C to an E to an F and a G, and that's very like that's you know, it sounds a lot like when the Beatles, you know, they did and the Roy Orbison. It's just like fuck, man. Like what are you? Ta- yeah, it's there's nothing fresh. They're all a bunch of chord progressions. Everyone's different take on it. Yeah, but guess what? He played that. He played that solo. It was his pain of leaving his pregnant wife to fuck a stripper on the back street. That's his pain. Let him have it. Well, being like Avery, being that you like write a lot of of music, you you've been you, you've worked on SNL, you've worked on historical historical roast, you've done a whole bunch of good stuff. You're a music director. You're a comic. But B, let's focus on music director. Like, like what do you find compelling? about this record? Well, like what I was saying before, I mean, there's a two things stick out. One is they're telling a story, you know, and it's a chronological story. This is an album at a time when you could actually do an album and 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 exp- whether or not they want to admit it, experience the, the breakup of their love and everything was sort of happening in real time and it was placed for a reason. It's not like it, it was placed in a different order. Like you can you can specifically hear it. And then in terms of musically, you're hearing like music breathe, right? This is like the back end of folk. This is like back end of folk rock when it was starting to slip away. And what, what year was it? 82 or something. So things, yeah. So things are slipping now into like, you know, we're heading towards, you know, Michael Jackson and Madonna and all that kind of like stuff. And, you know, you're sort of stepping away from like instrument, 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 instrument. And what's really cool about this is like just letting the music breathe. And it's hard to, to, to do that without being now, without being literally like a jam band that you're known to be a jam band, right. That just, you know, goes music festivals. Like now things are very, um, unless you listen to country or even country rock, those have the most, most air in them. But um, yeah, this is like last, this is like the back end of a dying, of a dying, uh, not dying, but just, it was just music was shifting away from him. And so that's why like shitting on something that someone puts so much work into and is clearly a great artist, like makes no sense. You know, like cri- criticizing music is like, I, I don't, I don't, I genuinely don't understand the point of it. You know, like, I think you, if you're going to, if you're going to write something on an album, you just go, Hey, this is this genre. They were thinking about this at the time. They were thinking about their breakup as she was pregnant, you know, talk about like what this is about. 
and rather than being like he was redundant and redactive and he you know he was stealing from something 30 years ago and you can definitely hear he's like yeah dude do you know how hard it is to write something who was the guy that that made those uh, that that said that that was like shitting on him uh uh joe boyd and what it was when joe boyd's and he's a producer right yeah, yeah. Producer I, I don't really album. think it was a nasty album review because it, as Adam just wrote above it, can't find one. Right. So there you go. That was as close as I could get. That was close. So, so you know, it's cool that I, I think that's what's cool about the fact that there's a 500 is that they take an album and they put it on this list. You can listen to it. And we, now we've had the chance to listen to all of these albums and, you know, we've reinvigorated all these out al- you've reinvigorated all these albums and people can listen to them and and that's that's music that's the point of it it's not for crit- uh, criticism and what's cool about this is that you can hear it breathe and, and it's rock and roll and and that's that's awesome like you know it's like four instruments and you know that's they stepped away from that now and now it's about can you get your song to trend on tiktok and then suddenly you're a great band you know that's like getting a hit that's getting your band on like the sullivan at sullivan show is having like a trending TikTok thing, um, which I, I think if Linkin Park was around during TikTok, Linkin Park would have just been all over fucking TikTok, you know? It starts oh, yeah. to fight. And there's like all these girls like, <laughs> you know, an escape in the end when it was just on the radio and imagine yeah. there was TikTok. Oh <laughs> my God. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's what this, that's what I think this is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I totally agree with you. All right. Avery, you ready for rapid fires? Yes. All right. Favorite song on the a- album? Backstreet Slut. Yeah. Uh, uh, shoot out the lights. Yeah. Least favorite song on the record? Don't read Nagar Love. Bullshit. He actually was stepped away from himself by using like a, a modern word. It was stupid. Continue. I'm a judge now. Backstreet Slide. I love back, backstreet slide, backstreet slide. Want to go for a ride on the backstreet slide? I ask every guest this. What song on this record would you fuck to? Oh, just the motion. Come on. That's easy. Okay. Just the motion. Nothing gets me going like Richard. Right? I, I, I feel like he's on my back as I was I'm with my wife. Like, And he's just sort of creepily over my shoulder just going... Here, put that music on that song on one more time. Put on just the motion here, real quick. Because your back street slide and your back, it's like I'm gonna give you the back street slide. <laughs> back street slide. Uh, last question. Um you kind of answered it already, but I mean, mm. should this be on the list? When it was made, yes. I, I actually think I think I think when when the when the 500 was made it should be but I would but my also my default is I would say 300 of these albums shouldn't be on before live. Yeah. That's my uh, take. Uh my review uh it's a good record it, it's not my favorite there were things I enjoyed about it uh especially after sitting down and talking to you Avery it made me appreciate it that much more. I'm going to give it 3 fleeces out of 5. I almost wanted to give it 2.5 fleeces out of five, but I'm going to, uh, you know what? 2.8, 2.8 fleeces out of five. I think there's more misses than there are hits. Avery, how many fleeces? I'll give it 3.2 because it was a dying art. Adam? Uh, I'm going to go 2.4 fleeces. 
Wolf. Yeah, that's my boy, dude. Adam's vicious, dude. He don't give a shit. He's a, he's a monster. He's a monster. He's a backstreet slider. He's I have a t shirt on right now, so that gives you an idea of where I'm at. So, thanks. This guy is a pierced fucking dick. That's for sure. I mean, I mean this sincerely, Abe. I was not in the mood to do this today. Oh, and, I know. I and uh, I mean, we had a lot of technical problems. I'm at seven percent right now. Did the it, it turned from white to red, which means we're in the vortex. Um, but man, I, I love you so much, love, dude. Love you too, and, brother. And I mean it. Like you know, you can come on anytime, anytime. What about next week for help? Except next oh, week, okay. we, need, we need numbers. We need numbers. Dude, you understand, dude, we get hit with X and Richard and Linda Thompson and like a bunch of records where it's like, dude, we have like Kim Thale from Soundgarden. Our numbers are skyrocketing. We have fucking at Radiohead, Alex Sulkin. We're up there. And then it's a backstreet slide. <laughs> Just the motion. <laughs> this song's about a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to listen to this episode. <laughs> Book your best friend. <laughs> I'm pregnant and I wrote a song called Did She Jump or Was She Pushed? <laughs> Here, let's put a little, let's put a little, let's put a little uh, doodad in, in this episode to see if anybody listens to it. If you are a Fleece Army listener and you have made it this far in the episode, I want you to tweet at me and Avery with, Avery, you want to pick the word? Uh, yeah, just backstreet slide. Yeah, just, you better... You better text, uh, tweet at us, comment on the album, on, on his Facebook, on my. At Avery Funny. Oh, yeah, let me do my thing. Yeah, go ahead and promote. All right. You can follow me on all socials at Avery Funny, A-V-E-R-Y Funny. And, uh, you know, I'm actually going to be starting a new digital series with Jam in the Van. Uh, with Scout and Avery and we're going to be putting on like up and coming comics and recording sets for them and it's going to be really fun LA local kind of place and so you can check that out um, yeah that's that's probably the deal right now you have anything Maybe. else that's it you're working on some cool stuff I am yeah so um, what, check out NF, NFL honors the opening opening uh, opening number for NFL honors uh, Avery I love you buddy love you too uh, Adam good to see you brother uh, thank you for coming on and don't forget everybody if you laid it this far you have to tweet at us back street slide I love you buddy love you too what I tell you, what I tell you, the one and only Avery Pearson. Guys, follow him on all social media at Avery Funny, A-V-E-R-Y-F-U-N-N-Y. And keep on the horizon for Scout and Avery Digital Series coming in 2022. For my listener shout out this week, I want to give a major shout out to Best Tortillas on Instagram. Best Tortillas. You rule. I love you. Keep being a fizzle. And I'll keep giving you this pod kizzle. All right. For new music, who do we have? Scottish folk singers Kareen Powart and David Milligan. And you're listening to the song Travel These Ways from their brand new record, Still As You're Sleeping. Find all the links on our website, the500podcast.com. And if you want your music played on the podcast, send us your song to 500podcast at gmail.com. It's Beatles week. 
next week. We're doing help. Do your homework. Comes rolling in, and you can't see your way into harbor. I'll heave the boat to till the sun clears the sky, and it's safe once again to weigh anchor. Wherever we go, wherever we bide, whatever the wind and weather, wherever we go, wherever we bide, we'll travel these ways together. When the snow comes skirling in and buries the path that you've chosen, I'll light us a fire to keep us warm and we'll wait till the ice is unfrozen. Wherever we go, wherever we bide, whatever. storm has blown away and the night is as still as you're sleeping I'll pluck out the scale of the moon from the sky and I'll give it to you for safekeeping wherever we go wherever we bide whatever friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. 
So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast. A songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and -and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, And I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday. Next Chapter Podcasts.